When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I am Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie. And we're paranormal specialists who live in the most haunted city on earth, Savannah, Georgia. Every day is Halloween in our line of work, so join us as we spin true tales of haunts, murders, and disturbing Savannah history. I'm Madison. I'm Chris. And, and welcome, welcome to the most haunted city on earth. Hello and welcome back to the season finale of the most haunted city on earth. My name is Madison Timmons. And I'm Chris Susie. And I'm JT Timmons. <laughs> JT doesn't have a horn. He doesn't have a horn. Um, and if you're watching this on YouTube and you see me squatting, uh, welcome to the tableau of the Fae. Um, Hold on, let me adjust as we... Oh, oh, God. Ah! Ah! Oh, God. For those of you who are just listening, uh, an elf on the shelf just attacked Madison. That sounds, sounds about right. right. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God, Jingles. Jingles. <laughs> <laughs> and Jingles is, is being very... Uh, well, okay, well, so... Wow. Well. Debria has decided for the season finale that she was going to invite... Essentially, the Fae, which is Elf on the Shelf. Um, oh, it, he's armed. He's, he's got armed. the sword. So we walked in today with no clue that these things would be here um, in a cryptid note that basically states, to whom it may concern, Jingles tried to turn my friend into elf cookies, so we are taking his dolls hostage and sending him back to hell where he came from. If you want us to stop, put $1 million into Debria's bank account. <laughs> P.S. She had nothing to do with it. Elf on the shelf girl, which I guess is this one. Um, we also have a, a, a cookie tray. With the severed limb. Of, and, the, and the cookies are and, made from and, the limb. And, and the fluff. There's a Merry Christmas roller. roller. Um, and our two friends behind us, one has an elf on it with that is also armed. And, um, oh, there's the leg. The, yeah. There's I see. the leg. <laughs> well, I mean, this is the leg. I see now. And so uh, this one is holding this one hostage. You're right, I um, see that. They both have tape on their mouths, yes. and they're bound. It is um, a hostage situation behind us. It is. And Jingles was dangling from my microphone, being held haunt- hostage above his shipping container. <laughs> so. That's so funny. Debris is just ridiculous. She apparently had nothing is in to do with a it. a burlap sack. She's yeah. so clever. I'm sorry, Jingles. They took your sword away. 
Yeah. This is about they're taking armed. this back. They're, they're, they're all armed. Oh, my God. Taking this back. <laughs> there we go. There you go, Jingles. Oh, boy. Yeah, I actually prefer Jingles to the Elf on the Shelf. Yeah, well, okay, so I have a fear of Elf on the Shelf. This didn't exist when we were, uh, any of us were children. And so um, I'm horrified of whoever created this monstrosity. Oh, no, the woman who created Elf on the Shelf cites that it's based on an elf from her childhood. That's this is a full-on fae invasion because the elf on the shelf has basically become a part of a Christmas tradition, which means that it was a, a possible pagan entity that has hooked into this uh, Christian holiday that is going strong and will 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 be going on for quite some time. So it's just kind of a spooky thing when you think about it's it horrifying. because the elf on the shelf came from nowhere. Just out of nowhere. And mm-hmm. now it's like everybody at least knows who, who it is. That's that's some high level uh you know, magic going on mm-hmm. right there. Well, and I hate that they cause destruction and they watch <laughs> you all the time, which is also my problem with Santa Claus. Yeah, Santa Claus is a little invasive, let's face it. Um and he's 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 an old deity, an old god. Yeah. Because he's got omnis- uh, omnipotence, omnip- uh, um, omnipotence omnipotence. Omnipotence. Omniscience. He's uh, he judges you, yeah. so he's actually well, so uh, a person who can judge. Well, you know, supposedly the elf reports back to Santa. I hate that. Um, however, yeah, a little snitch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you snitch. However, <laughs> we are we're going to be hearing from from the uh, we're going to be hearing from, from the, Santa Claus. Right. <laughs> Goodness From all the all the pagan creatures that uh, that mm-hmm. have that have latched on to the Christmas traditions. Well, and it's interesting, too, because Santa Claus in its original form was just some old dude that was like, (laughs) I'm going to make some kids happy. Well, it's so weird because Santa is like an amalgam of so many different things because there are people who recognize St. Nicholas as Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. uh, But then there's also Kris Kringle and then there's just Kinterklaas and then there's all these other Paranoels. These figures, even um, uh, Father Time is kind of mushed into all of this too. Uh, yeah, Santa Claus is 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 a peculiar creation when you think about it. It is very much, you know, this Nordic Viking sort who shows up in furs. <laughs> I like the Christmas witch in Italy. That's the oh, way to do La it. Oh, La Bafana. Yes. La I Bufana. love La Bafana. Um, when I was, a, uh, I lived in Italy and they kind of introduced that idea. And mind you, this was after I had been introduced to Krampus while I lived in Germany. <laughs> Quite different. I was in uh, Italy and uh, comes the stooped over woman <laughs> who was like, <laughs> and you're like, um, excuse me, what's this? Like, oh, well, this is the Christmas witch. The Christmas what? <laughs> the Christmas witch. And yeah, it was it was fascinating. It was, it's an interesting story because basically uh, the story goes, the, the three wise men coming through town are like, we're gathering gifts. We're heading on our way to go see uh, the baby Jesus. And La Bufana was like, Mah! you know, I don't believe it. Mah! And then later she found out it was indeed. The baby Jesus, She's and like, well. she felt really bad. She was like, "Oh no, I thought they were just you know pranksters. Yeah, you know, I thought they were you know scam artists." Um, so uh, she every Christmas goes out to give gifts to all the children, thinking that she could make up for missing out on giving a gift to Jesus. Well, Not so I, I mean, 
I guess that's an eternity of apologizing, which yeah, well, seems and, a bit excessive. And it's interesting because that's another one where it's like, I think she was just an old woman, but she has become like a full-on witch, like broom riding, she has, tackling yes. witch. But I think she was just a woman who was like sweeping her her porch and the three kings came by and said, hey, we're going to go see the baby Jesus. She's like, yeah, sure, whatever. You fools, yeah. <laughs> liars. <laughs> well, right, right. Guys. It's like, oh, are you a Nigerian prince? Should <laughs> I just sign over my bank account to you? <laughs> oh my <God>. Melchior. <laughs> well, with that being said, um, <laughs> now that you are all aware of how creepy Christmas actually is. There's a lot of creepiness going on in Christmas. We can um, move forward with today's finale. Um, Chris came appropriately dressed in his uh, hat man core attire. Yes. <laughs> it is you wet, cold, something. and rainy outside. <laughs> hat man core. And on my way out, I was like, I, I'll grab an umbrella, but... <laughs> I'm also carrying a big bag of cursed items. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't carry <laughs> an umbrella and my bag of cursed items. So I put on a hat and my rain jacket. And now I look like, yeah, cosplay hat man. Well, also That's you're so giving um, the exorcist. Oh, yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. Go. I was about yeah. to say that. Yeah. But yeah, because I have the bag. Yes. The bag. Yeah. It's all there. You really, you could win a cosplay competition. Um, but anywho, uh, before we get into today's um, hooting nannies, even though we've already been hooting and nannying. There has um, been at yes, least one nanny who was hooted. <laughs> uh, we're going to start out with um, some announcements. Um, so first off, uh, today's finale obviously means that we're going to take a very small little break uh, for the holidays. So we're going to all go see our families, do the holidays, hoot and nanny and that um and we'll see you in the new year so that means that we are going to one second <laughs> we are going to be back on january 6th that is saturday january 6 2024 Woof. yes we we'll will be, be back. back with that um so we're going to yeah like i said Take a little break. You enjoy your holiday. We'll enjoy our holiday, and then we'll mm -hmm. reconvene at a later date in a new year. Um, That's our first Conjuring episode. Yes. Yeah. Yep. yep. It'll yep, be our it first is. Conjuring episode. Um, also, Patrick, you can't see him right now because he's no. being blocked by Maybe you can a, see like a part of his wing like yeah. <laughs> shining. Patrick and Jingles here have merch now. Merchity merch, merch. Y'all love them so much that we had to put them on a t-shirt. Yep. And a hoodie. Uh, we have some yep. exciting artist renditions. So, you know, if anything, just look at the cool the coolness of it. They are very cool. And um, there's also slides. <laughs> what? Yeah, one has jingles on it and one has Batrick on oh, it. Yeah. And that was a surprise for today. Yeah. <laughs> and for so sure. they're really cool. Um, obviously, you can get other things besides slides. There's shirts, there's uh, sweatshirts, there's um, stickers, all sorts of fun things. So, mm -hmm. um, And the artwork's really awesome. It's all handcrafted just for us. So um, go get you some Batrick or Jingles merch. Yeah, the link will be in the description. and uh, Or you can just go on hauntedcitypodcast.com to get it. Mm -hmm. And tell us if you're Team Batrick or Team Jingles. Absolutely. Exactly. And that way we'll know who the evil ones are. I'm yeah. outnumbered <laughs> in this situation. Yeah, I know. Which is really sad, really lame of both of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry that I don't take the side of the demonic porcelain-faced doll that wants to kill us. Neither does JT. It's really disappointing. Well, um, I just like Patrick a lot. I mean, everybody likes Patrick. He's yeah. cool and all, but like... 
you're the one over here harping all the time that you want demons, you want more demon, <laughs> yeah, and yet here, you're, here's your opportunity. It's true. It's a, yeah, hey, and you're like, mm, I'm gonna pick the good guy out of character, not on brand, not on brand, <laughs> disappointing. Um, but Maybe regardless, it's a doppelganger. Ooh, that'd be interesting. But um, no, the doppelganger wouldn't have a bad back. Oh yeah, it'd be in yeah. good health. Yeah, but. <laughs> It had almost 30 years to really (laughs) (laughs) work up to this moment. And then all pair junkies get a uh, merch discount, too. Yes. Awesome. Um, And that's all the time, too. Uh, So any merch that we already have. um, Or that we will have. Or that we will have, you know, the I Will Haunt You shirts, the original Haunted City podcast shirts, things like that. You get a discount if you're a power junkie, which is also... That's a pretty good deal because, I mean, just without the discount, you're getting lots and lots of content, um, lots of episodes in our log and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, and things like that. So definitely join us for that. Yes. Um, but today we have a lot, a lot to go through. A lot to go through. This is the season five finale. We're going to do the best of. Yes. So we have um, a couple different things that we're going to go through today, but we're going to start out at the top five moments from this year in general of uh, things that the para-junkies, so we asked the para-junkies specifically what they found to be the most um, notable moments from this show, and there was quite a consensus on oh, all of it. Interesting. Which, yeah. yeah. It, there was a few variables, but um, you know, for the most part, y'all were all in agreement of what you thought was the top five moments. Nice. Um, so... We're going to start out with number five, y'all's favorite episode um, by a a lot of different people was top five haunted locations you can visit right now. Right. Which um, Mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense because if you're listening to this podcast, it probably means that you are into paranormal investigation. And what's the best way that you can get into a ghost hunt? Rent a hotel room. Absolutely. Um, And so... It, it was funny. I was going back and listening to that episode and I was, um, and we talked about the conjuring house and we were like, yeah, it's one that we've had on our, on our radar for a while, yep. but it's just so expensive, which it is. It's very expensive, but, um, we're going to be doing it, which is really awesome. So, um, with that as proof, you know, that, yeah. that, that is, you know, as accessible as, as these places are They're you know, by far, the easiest way to get into any of these haunted locations is through the hotel Airbnb kind of trade. There's a bug in here. It's a demon. It's a red. It's It's literally a beetle. Chill. It's a demon. Demon beetle. Demon Demon beetle. beetle. Demon beetle. But regardless, um, yeah, it is a lot more accessible than you think to get into these super famous haunted locations because, um, People think like, oh, this house is like so notorious. There's no way I could ever go there. No, you can literally book it on their website if you're yeah, a normal very person. Very true. Yeah. Um, we have to jump through a few more hoops because we have a platform. Um, right. So they have, you know, some, media releases and things of that yeah, nature. Yeah, they have some extra rules and stuff. But mm-hmm. if you just want to go, and especially if you're cool with other people being on the property as well, it's pretty easy to just say like hey i'm gonna spend the night on this night and absolutely and it's become such a big trade that a lot of a lot of places that you didn't have access to before have opened up Mm -hmm. into this kind of arrangement um and that's you know something to always keep in mind that uh the more famously haunted a place is the more likely they are to have you know created a business model around it right (laughs) so it is um and it's interesting because i think that one of the top niche 
social media things is travel. On top of you know paranormal, travel actually ranks higher. So the idea that, of course, an episode that kind of highlights you know what you can do, where you can go, and and how you can experience these things would, I think, you know, rank super high on people's list of you know well that. That interested me. Well, and I think, too, um, it's an interesting list to have in general for us because eventually I'm sure we'll go to all of these places. Yes, Mm -hmm. Um, absolutely. Because if you didn't watch that episode, to give you the highlight of what the five locations were, um, we had the the Conjuring House. We had the Hotel Monteleon in New Orleans, um, the 1790 here in Savannah, the Crescent Hotel, and the Queen Mary. Yep. All very mm-hmm. accessible. You can literally book a room, um, including the Queen Mary. Uh, people get married on the Queen Mary. Yeah. They get they throw birthday parties, events. So um, maybe that's something if you're having a big birthday. Throw and your birthday honorable on mentions them. are the Overlook. Mm, yes. It's the Overlook. It's the Stanley Hotel. The, Stan- the Overlook <laughs> the Hotel. Overlook hotel. Uh, the Stanley Hotel, uh, Lizzie Borden's house, mm-hmm. uh, the Lemp Mansion is a bed and breakfast. So, you know, there's plenty of places that ha- that are cashing in on their haunted legacy. Oh, yeah. There's so many hotels um, nowadays that are like, we have a ghost. Oh, yeah. You know? And Absolutely. So- well, and I, I even think that they're not even like super proud of it. They're not like, right. but you just can't escape it. You know, there's, there's plenty of, you know, uh, Chicago's full of, of like haunted locations that are like, yeah, people were murdered here. So, you <laughs> so know. well, because like the, um, the place where the, the same, uh, same Valentine's day massacre occurred. Oh yeah. It's just like out in the open. It's, and it's like, Oh, this was a, a site of a brutal mass ex- execution. And it's right here. <laughs> I'm going to pull out my ghost app. <laughs> exactly. So, um, I'm glad you guys enjoyed that. Um, and maybe we'll talk about more haunted locations should, in the absolutely. future. Um, at least ones that you can stay in. Mm-hmm. Because, like, and ghostly tourism is such a big trade that it's worth talking about both locations and activities. Yeah, that's a good point, too. Um, because there's so many uh, you know places nowadays that have some type of managing um, right. team. Of, sure. But um, a lot of the big haunted locations I've noticed, I think they're getting bought by the same people. I and think that so, is what's happening. Right. Absolutely. Someone just noticed the trend and, and how much money there is. There is. Absolutely. So. All right. Um, <clears throat> before we move on, I just wanted to read some of the comments from the pair junkies. EO Serenity said, have you guys seen Snoop on the stoop? And oh, there yes. was even a Martha Stewart elf too. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. uh, Monique, I love that. Monique said, jingles on a shingle. <laughs> Melissa uh, uh, said, my family had an elf on a shelf forced upon us, so we named him Creeper and hoped, <laughs> it, and hoped a child would touch it. Um, let's see. Alex said, Patrick on a chonkla is amazing. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley's with you, Maddie, on the uh, on being uh, Team Jingles. Yes, thank you. I think we could have guessed that one. Yeah. She is very Team Jingles. Um, <laughs> the original Paramutant is here and said, Jingles reminds me of Cicero from Skyrim, the Dark Brotherhood. <laughs> That's fair. There you Holy. go. Solid. That's a solid reference. Absolutely. Well, and speaking of Jingles and Batrick, that was your number four choice was the introduction of Jingles and Batrick this wow, year. There you go. Um, I think everybody needs a mascot of some sort. Oh, absolutely. Sort. I think that that was kind of the – it was inadvertent in a way because the, they were 
set dressing more right. than anything else. Um, actually, I dropped off jingles because uh, my wife did not want him in the house. <laughs> so I brought him here. Megan. Because that was that was a reasonable thing. Um, well, the problem was I put him in the game cabinet and we were looking for games and he fell off the top shelf on her. And <laughs> that's enough to, <laughs> that to, enough. to, to, yeah. to end his, his, his participation at the Susie Jones household. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that. But Megan, isn't he so sweet? He jingled. No, no, he, he is not. He just wanted to cuddle. That's what he, he wanted know. to do. He doesn't you know. He needed a hug. No. no. <laughs> but, you know, it's funny because, like, Patrick. I just picked up Patrick at Target one right. day, to be quite honest. That was, and I was like, that's a pretty cool neon sign because yeah. people are, I think, really into neon nowadays. Absolutely. And so, um, you know, for all the holidays, neon signs have been a big selling point, I guess. And so they came up with really cool designs. And I was like, Patrick looks like he belongs on our wall. Yes. And, and that's so, just it. He, he, he fits so nicely into it uh, as, as, a, as just a design element. Uh, but the fact that the the pair junkies embraced him so fervently. Yes. Now, did we ever figure out who named him Patrick? No, I don't. Okay, remember. it if was you, on one of our. It was one of the pair junkies. It was one of the pair junkies. Okay. It was it was on a live. Um, but Gosh. if if you were the one that named Patrick his name, sign off in the comments yes. right now because yes. um, so we can credit you. Yes. Um, who named Jingles? Was it you, Chris? No, it was you. Oh, it was yeah. me. Okay. <laughs> I ain't naming him. He's oh, a demon. I'm just a genius. Thank you. <laughs> and I gave him his arm. Yeah, well, that's right. You well, his arming, I guess. Where'd you oh, sort Melissa, of? Melissa uh, named Patrick. Oh, excellent. Yes. Great job, Melissa. Well done. Brilliant. Nice. Where'd you sort of go? Okay. Sorry, Jingles dropped his sword. He's nothing without his sword. Can't have an unarmed demon clown. That would no. be terrible. Be horrible if if the porcelain faced demon clown didn't didn't have a weapon. I'm not really afraid of clowns. I know you are, but uh, so it was funny when JT and I were um, going to get some stuff for um, the episode today. We. We were trying to find things that we could dress it up with because obviously it's not Halloween anymore. So it's a little bit trickier to uh, get spooky decor. Um, but we thought about, we found the kids' clown party decor and we were like, what if we just decked the room? Out? Nope. <laughs> and we had no idea Debray had done this. And so now we this is no way idea. better. It is. It's way She's just the bomb. But we were She's like, what best. if we surprise Chris with a room, <laughs> with a room full, full of clown <laughs> art? Gosh. <laughs> That's 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 thinking. <laughs> Let's agitate the six foot four Asian. <laughs> Just agitate. But um, anywho, so uh, number three was the Fitzpatrick Hotel live stream. Oh sure. Um, I mean that was tremendous. That was that, that was, was an incredible cool. event. Yeah, it was. Um, it was just a cool experience in general. Um, I don't think any of us really knew what was going. To, we had we didn't have a comprehension of what was going to happen when we no. went well, out there. Uh, did we even know that we would be alone in the building? No, no. I because thought, it is an active hotel, and we ended up being the only people there on one of the nights. I think no one staff. night there was one person. Yeah, and the staff yeah. are like. <laughs> See ya. It's like, no, whoa, whoa, wait. I was like, nobody? nobody what what happens out? if there's an emergency? Later. <laughs> and they're even like, yeah, the police officer of this town is on vacation. Oh, yep. They did say that. Yeah, yeah they did say that. <laughs> yeah, he and was, so was gone. Like, so yeah. even if something does go wrong, there's no one to call. Oh, God, I forgot they said that. <laughs> 
Yeah, and the front door did lock. And the front door think. did not lock. <laughs> so <laughs> it was it was definitely uh, a, an experience to remember. Well, and it was it was very kind of them. No, to, like, it was amazing. They're so so welcoming. They yeah. were super they were welcoming. Ma- they were amazing. Um, well, and it's like you can tell that community is very close knit. I mean, they are literally in the middle of nowhere, so you kind of have to be a close knit community, or I think everybody would go stir crazy. Um, but it was just like. We immediately showed up and they're like, yeah, go wherever you want. Right. And we're like, can we go down into the, the dungeon? And they're like, yeah, 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 have at it. They're like, oh, yeah, that's where people were buried at one right. point. And we're like, <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. And uh, the ground was still dirt. It was. Job easy. It like, was. Oh, oh, great. Just piles of dirt. It was in the ground there. Still the, dirt. Still dirt. Uh, Christmas decor. Yeah. And <laughs> that's Because right. that's, that's also Christmas decor is very creepy. Yes. Like you're just looking at like a you know a, a reindeer staring at you from the distance. You're like, what is it? I don't know. Well, it's just like, and I think part of the reason why that was such a fun investigation is those ghosts are so starved of they, yes. attention, or they have uh, they only know a set number of people, so new people right. really excites them. Oh yeah, right. And they were just like, what? There's visitors. <laughs> It's a ladybug. Is it? Yes, is it, a ladybug? it is. That's it's a no ladybug. Demon. Huh? That's no demon. Are you Nor sure? is it a beetle. Are we it's sure? A, it's kind of beetle-ish. It's kind of beetle-ish. Well, I think I mean, ladybugs ladybug are is technically a, is beetles. A, is a beetle of some type. Yeah. It All just right. likes the light. Christopher? I thought it would alarm the ladybug. The ladybug was not phased. Um, no. But regardless, uh, yeah, I completely agree. I think that was a highlight of the year for sure. Oh, um, absolutely. We, yeah, we yeah. reference it so much, We do, too. And, and we learned a lot. Uh, it was one of our most uh, effective Estes methods. Mm-hmm. Chris, did you fall down the stairs there? No, no. That was the sound that you thought oh. you 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 heard it, and you <laughs> were you were you were said, certain that I had fallen okay. down the stairs. That's what it was. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. Well, and yeah, we we discovered that the sound is very similar to the sound of the very heavy yes. door, the hatch that that the hatch that goes down into the basement. We 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 actually let it go, and it made that huge calamitous sound. Yes, which is only slightly <laughs> offensive that they think I could make that sound. Because it was like a 400-pound door of solid wood well, hitting I mean, solid were, wood. It was really if you were If you were rolling <laughs> down, if you were rolling, if I was down, rolling the, down the stairs. <laughs> I feel like that would yeah. make a calamitous noise. It's true. <laughs> I, I, I admit that if I fall over, it's a calamitous noise. But still, you don't want to think, oh, me and this gigantic wooden door have the same sound profile. <laughs> Ashley and Monique think the best part of that whole thing was you being the little spoon, Chris. Oh, right. Yeah. The little spoon of the ghosts? Yes. <laughs> the, <laughs> the ghost slumber party. I did yes. not sleep at night at all there, so there was no little spooning going on. There was no sleeping. I also, right. ju- <laughs> I also just want to say that JT, Debris, and I's reaction to thinking Chris fell down the stairs was not to go check if Chris had fallen down the stairs. Oh, yeah, was. <laughs> we just texted him. Instead, we are like, are you okay? And I Which like- is a weird text to get, because I'm yeah. just up in my room and I'm- yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm all right. None of us decided. How like, are you? <laughs> you still alive? Well, like, I remember saying, if he doesn't text back in 60 seconds of going to check. Right. And then we timed it, and then like at like second 45, you text back. <laughs> or 
what it could have been <laughs> was not a ghost at all. It was somebody coming in from the unlocked front door and yeah. squatting in the the cellar. Yeah, going in the down dungeon. Into the that and all for all we could know, there that's was somebody true. down there with us watching. You never know. You never so, do. Um, that's even creepier to think about. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now thanks, thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> well, you're on the other opposite side of the building. We were right yeah. in front of it, so that's you true. were fine. Yeah, I was fine in the most haunted room in the entire building. Well, they were nice. They didn't with a vortex of mirrors facing each other. Well, at least you didn't get your butt grabbed. Like, um, yeah, was right. that Dalen who got? felt up by a ghost at yes. the Fitzpatrick. Yes. Yeah. I think, I think it was Dalen. Yeah. One of the ghost brothers yeah. got handsy with a no, ghost. No, it no. Was, it wasn't Dalen. It wasn't Dalen. It wasn't Dalen. Who was it? One of the ghost brothers. Yeah. Yes. I can't remember. Anyway. Well, regardless, um, and that was actually y'all's number two, not their specific episode of the Fitzpatrick, but the ghost brothers coming on to, uh, the podcast. Yes. Y'all loved that. Um, that was a treat. That was a that treat. That was wonderful. They were so funny. Holy cow. I mean, and you could tell that they just knew each other well enough to just riff nonstop, nonstop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was nonstop. We could have we could have had a couple episodes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we could just run the cameras on them. We were just mediating at that yeah, point. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> we were like, all right, Marcus, what's, what do you have to say next? It's like, you know, which is honestly really great. And um, that's been a nice, like, new friendship we have built with yeah. them uh, because they're just really wonderful people. And, um, and just right up the road. In yeah. In Atlanta, which oh. is, you know, it's just cool in itself. Um, and that will not be the last time y'all will see us with the ghost brothers at some, in some capacity. Um, we're already starting to talk about some other little things that we might, uh, collaborate on, uh, maybe go join Dalen in a cemetery and do a spirit box session yep. with him. Uh, because I think that's such a fascinating, um, concept that he's come up with is mm -hmm. to, just see what he finds in a cemetery. Sure. Um, He's building a platform off of it. I'm impressed. Oh, no, yeah. absolutely. And I mean, you know, he has enough name recognition to start with. So, yes. you know, that really gives him leeway. But what he stumbled upon is a very authentic experience, which is sit with him live yeah. and right. just, you know, blanket, you know, responses from a spirit box. And that is, you know, uh, because I've, I've seen lots of, I'm in a cemetery with my spirit box content, mm -hmm. but I think uh, one of the big ones is, is sitting there live with somebody and, and his take on all of it is, is pretty golden as well. And yeah. And I think it's, it's interesting. Um, I'm loving actually seeing people's content of what they find in cemeteries. Uh, I think it's Becky and Galentine. Oh yeah. yeah, um, yeah. She does a, segment on her TikTok that I think is very interesting as well, where basically uh, she rings her spirit box and she sits next to a grave and she draws yes. what comes through, which is so interesting. If you have that type of talent to draw and things like that, absolutely, what a cool, cool idea. I think people are getting much more inventive with their um, ghost hunting, which I mean, that's pretty much how every technique we have in the book nowadays just came from somebody being like, I wonder what happens if right. we do this, <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, yeah. Or, or trying desperately to minimize the amount of contamination. You know, that's kind of how the Estes method came about right. and how a lot of methods come about is, is people trying to, to get something that has the least amount of interaction between the living and the dead so that, that it's just... Uh, what the environment is giving you. 
Right. And I um, actually one of the, uh, I guess, new techniques or whatever, or something that the Paranormal Society of Savannah tried out recently uh, is taking a balloon oh, yeah, on an balloon. investigation. Yeah. I want to try that at the Conjuring House and see what we get with that, because that also makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, just in the way of like making it as easy for a spirit to move something as possible. This is one of those things that I always come across uh, when people debunk things. Because a lot of people will debunk things because they're like, oh, well, you know, the slightest breeze will move this. I was like, yeah, which means it's the easiest thing to move. Right. You know, just because you've discovered that, oh, this door rattles when, you know, when when the slightest disturbance happens. It's like, yeah, you know what? Ghosts aren't bodybuilders. Ghosts don't have a lot of strength. They're not able to just pick up and move things. They are going to pick the lightest thing to move. They're going to utilize the the least amount of energy because they don't want to expend it all, you know, entertaining you with their knocks, wraps, and dropping things and pushing things or throwing things. So it's it's fascinating because it's like you're not debunking because you found out that when you open that door, that door closes. What you're really doing is you're saying, okay, so there's something loose about that door. So loose, in fact, that if a spirit wanted to find something in the environment to manipulate, they would probably gravitate towards the thing that moves with the breeze, something that moves very easily. Um, I had an instance where uh, I was at a cemetery and we were, we were standing there and we heard this like ringing, like bing, bing. And uh, we were like, okay, you know, and, and we got to that point where we were able to ask for two bings for – yeah, uh, no, and one being for yes, kind of thing. And finally, a friend of mine was like, "Oh, it's the flagpole. It's you know, oh. it's this thing on the flagpole <clears throat> that's that's ringing. That's what it is. It's just the flagpole." And I was like, "Yeah, but a, there's no breeze. So you know, you're saying it moves in the breeze, which is how we discovered it. But there was no breeze for the whole time that we were talking. And it's like, yeah, that makes sense. That the thing that the wind can move." A ghost could probably move as well. I thought you were going to say it was like a coffin bell or something, no. and it was like ding, <laughs> ding. I've only once in my entire life seen a dead ringer bell, mm-hmm. and I want to say it was in Maryland. It was in a cemetery, and it, it was on a curl, like a curled piece of metal sticking out of the ground. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> Honestly, I think they're really genius. You know, it's yeah. like if you're buried alive, you know, that's ring a, the bell. Ring the bell. The only problem was. When the wind blows, it causes the bells to ring, and people are like, uh, do you um, think that's the bell? Do you think they're there? Do you think they're alive? Uh, right. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not worry about it. Put a guard around it, a little wind uh, guard. Yeah. It'll be fine. <laughs> but, you know, it's like... Um, but now we can get, like, a little electric button. So you press a button, and it lights uh, up. You know, bing. Do they do that? I don't know. They should. They, they should. I mean, granted... Uh, we don't have nearly the amount of burying live people that we, you know, once upon a time had. Sure. Especially since we uh, we embalm people so much. It's like if it you're didn't, not going to survive the embalming process. If you didn't die before, you died by embalming. <laughs> you died by embalming. Could you oh, imagine right, if a mortician? Yeah. We got to keep going. Okay. <laughs> got to keep going. My last point, though, because I know one of our para-junkies actually just yes. is in um, mortician school right now. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah so, she is. It's pretty cool. Um, so <laughs> I want to know if, if a situation happens to you um, while you're in the process of embalming somebody and they're like, ah, you know, let us know. <laughs> let us I want to know. know. 
So I just wanted to say that um, some of the pair junkies are commenting about uh, uh, doing an episode with uh, with Dalen. Mm-hmm. And that is currently in the works. I just wanted to say that. Yes. Um, I've been texting him and we're going back and forth trying to f- uh, find the best time to do it. Um, but yeah. And then also Ashley said that she got Jameson some ghost hunting equipment for Christmas. So oh, yay. Yay. Awesome. That's going to be cool. Awesome. Awesome. Yep, yep. What a great Christmas. Now, now we can't listen to this episode until yeah. after Christmas. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Merry Ghostmas to you. All right. Let's Jameson. go to number one. Uh, number one. <laughs> can, is... can anybody get like, can you guess, Chris? Yeah, I, go ahead I, and try. I really can't. It was right. astounding how how much of a consensus everybody had of this number one. <laughs> it, it was the squonk. Oh, of course. Everybody. <laughs> I should have guessed that. Yeah. Everybody's favorite episode or topic or just moment in general was the squonk. We need that squonk merch. We do. Squonk That's merch. your next one, Jay. I want squonk. Yeah. Squonk we do merch. Squonk merch. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Maybe I'll take the, I'll maybe take the we money can... that we that we make off of the jingles and Patrick merch and I'll uh, put it into a squonk design. Maybe. Well, hold on. Maybe we could have a competition. Of whoever, oh. whatever listener sends in the best squonk drawing, we'll put that on merch. We'll put it yeah. on merch, you sure. L? Yeah, L. L. If you want to um, draw us up a squonk. Bring up the squonk. Well, I know some of y'all are artists out there. That's Dr- true. If you want to draw us a squonk, maybe we'll put it on a shirt. Oh, yeah. We'll have a when little we, competition out of it. That'd be fun. Up, when we open up season six, we're going to have uh, a drawing from L. Um, up on the wall. Yeah, nice. she she sent in some stuff. Yep, um, yep. Just got to pick it up tomorrow. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I think that would be cool. But honestly, I agree with y'all. I love the squonk. I think that's the funniest cryptid to ever exist. Absolutely. You Just know, so so sad. So pathetic. <laughs> Such a pathetic creature. Such a pathetic creature. Well, it's just like, it's, what didn't today, Jay, didn't you call Wittershins, my cat, the, a squonk? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it lives on the squonk. Well, because so my cat, he, um, I don't, we don't know what happened to him when he was a baby when we found him, but he uh, is blued out in one of his eyes but he has very watery eyes all the time he just always looks a little little crying um face and so uh (laughs) and so jt was looking at him and he recently started doing this thing when he wants your attention he'll just come up to you and just fall to his side oh fall to his side um and jt why do you do that yeah what (laughs) what fall to your side for attention yeah right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so Wittershins will start doing that and then he looks at you with his watery eyes and JT goes he's a squonk and I'm yeah, like yeah. Yeah. yeah and he's yeah. really stinky too like a squonk yeah, so you gotta watch it you're just gonna have bubbles yeah he's just gonna bubble up uh, which I really hope doesn't happen to him one day but yeah. um, but yeah I agree y'all like what a great L- cryptid listeners, okay so so here's the thing everyone listen to this if you can draw send in your squonk drawings to um, to ghostmail at uh, hauntedcitypodcast.com and I'll see what I can do. Yes. Squonk it up. Squonk it up. Bring maybe, on the squonk. Maybe if we get like like more than 10, we can do like a, squon- a squonkulation <laughs> on, on the shirt. Not Just a squonkulation. Like all the squonk drawings. Yeah. I, can get that. I can get that illustrated. <laughs> I mean... Uh, yeah, Andy Warhol squonk right. situation going there. That's Al- funny. Alex said depressed emo cryptid with a lip ring and cry shield. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that'll be our Christmas march next year. Merry Squonkmas. Squonkmas. Absolutely. I think that's adorable. The Squonk. That's sweet. Well, and yes. it's funny because like when we were 
coming up with this concept to do the squonk as a from one to wicked jt he's like nobody's gonna like that like it's what a lame thing and i was like no I everybody's know. gonna yeah. like this i know and boy are you that. eating your words eating now them. eating them <laughs> munching them up because yep. now we have a whole army of squonkers yeah, you we're about to have squonk merch <laughs> yes we have squonkers <laughs> all over squonkers. the country now. Squonkers. squonker <laughs> be a proud squonker yeah, exactly oh boy that's uh that see that t-shirt writes itself i'm a squonker <laughs> yes eo serenity says squonk it up should be on the next t-shirt <laughs> yeah squonk, squonk it, it up, up. <laughs> see yeah eat my words what a fun time <laughs> all, all right. right so we're gonna we're gonna head over to the next segment we have four segments today oh yes so this is the next one four segments yes, yes. well so segment two yeah and so for this next one, uh, we're going to do a something we've never done before, which is a from one to wicked battle. And Ooh. so Ooh. where Chris oh, and yeah. I are going to decide oh. if the spear finger or the windigo is the baddest of the bad. Oh, interesting. Very yes. interesting. Yes. Yep. And so um, personally, I think I already kind of know what I, I would deem the worst. But I'd like to hear your thoughts, Chris. What What do you think about this comparison? I think they're evenly matched, at least. They are pretty evenly matched, although I, the more I think about the Wendigo, the more I realize that the Wendigo is a part of a higher pantheon um, because the Wendigo, fascinatingly, has so many um, very recognizable traits that you can find all around the world. The Wendigo has many traits with the fawn and with Pan and mm -hmm. the horned god and the green man. And so there's something uh, archetypal about the Wendigo. Uh, the Wendigo also is, um, is, is an affliction that occurs when you eat human flesh so uh, the the concept of of it being not just this near deity level entity, but also kind of a werewolf situation where people can be possessed by the Wendigo, and it is you invited into your into your body through the consumption of human flesh. So that puts it in a a more tangible light. Simply because Spearfinger lives almost entirely in folklore. There aren't a lot of Spearfinger uh, uh, stories that aren't derived through folklore. You know, so even if somebody has an experience with something and they liken it to an experience with a Spearfinger, um, it's not the same as, you know, uh, a man who ate his family. And is on trial, and they evoke the name Windigo right. <laughs> in the trial uh, because in that in those instances, the madness that comes from or drives you to eating human flesh is considered that darkness that uh, that that is dwelling inside. So, so to me, the Windigo is definitely a a more threatening uh, and and it it does not. Uh, it, it is not as localized as people uh, uh, want it to be, and a lot of people even 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 will will go with the the cultural significance and the cultural phenomenon of it. But a lot of that is 
is widespread too. Because once you've been introduced to the idea of the Winnego, it is in fact in your cultural lexicon. It is in your mind as a condition. Whereas a spare finger is a specific entity, the Wendigo can be anybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and That's that, a good point. And that brings about like a different modality because the Wendigo is, uh, is a marauding, wicked creature that also is a representation of how desperate a human can be, how dark a human can be, and how dangerous a human can be. I agree with that. Um, the spear finger is, uh, you know, you're right in the way that it's so localized to Gatlinburg and yeah. that sort right, that of that string of mountains right, right there, right? Right, yeah. and so, you know, um, and there's ways to defeat it. That's a big one too. It's it's very difficult to beat a, a Wendigo. You need a, a literal Wendigo hunter, <laughs> right? And I, are there any Wendigo hunters anymore? Well, I would imagine that in the shamanistic practices, sure. There must be shaman who, within their you know um, bag of tricks, have how Wendigo. to deal with the Wendigo. Yeah, you know. Well, and my other question is: Could the Wendigo possess you before you consume the human flesh? To- That's such a good question, mm-hmm. and and I, I I I ponder that too. It's like: Is it the Wendigo that makes you eat the flesh, or is it right. eating the flesh that brings the Wendigo? You know, it's like: Is it possible that you could be plagued or possessed? And, and forced into the act um, because it does seem like in most stories it's about the bloodlust. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about craving human flesh and the craving comes from consuming human flesh. But it's like, but what if? Because that's another thing is there seems to be a separation between the human who becomes a Wendigo and the Wendigo as a right. governing mal- uh, malicious spirit, malicious entity. And – my other question, I guess, would be how would a Wendigo go about picking a person? I So I feel like there's a lot of stuff we don't know about Wendigos. Mm, and, absolutely. And that, that partially is because it is, to a degree, a um, a very closed culture. And there, mm. we're not supposed to know everything about it. Mm. But I do have questions sure. within it where it's, you know, would <laughs> – it, do Wendigos have the ability to peer into your weaknesses and choose the weakest family member? Well, or- I think about like desperation and how desperation breeds a type of depression and a type of, sure. of, of mental, you know, um, uh, profiling. And, and I think maybe I think that you know a wounded psyche might you know bleed into the ether, and and the Wendigo can just be circling around the person who is having the hardest time. And thereby, you know, capitalizing on that. Um, although in a lot of Wendigo stories of 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 the person, it's oftentimes just uh, the person goes on this kind of maverick behavior. So it might be a case of possession. You know, it might be a case of you know of of just straight up you. <laughs> right. Well, because like wrong place, wrong time. I just, I don't know. I just remember when we first talked about the Wendigo when we did the episode, we talked about that story of like the dad or whatever, and they went out to the wilderness to like, um, you know, ride out the winter or something mm-hmm. like that, and then he came back and he's like, "Well, I'm super fat because I just ate all my family members," <laughs> and it's like, well, if they were really in a mode of starvation. 
don't you think that whole family would have been just Desperate. as vulnerable? Right. What was it about the dad sure. that made him become the Wendigo? You know, if that makes sense, where it's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, and there's that does raise a question of was there a point at which, you know, the whole family were like, well, let's eat little Jimmy. Mm. You know, we're starving. <laughs> little Jimmy, you're the youngest. You've got the least to lose. And then, you know, it just became a practice amongst that small group until finally it was just like, it's you or me. Yeah. And I'm a lot stronger. You know, yeah. what, what, get out, grandma. <laughs> how did it go about? Because I think in the, uh, in the examination of the bodies, they found like, you know, blunt force trauma. So he was murdering these people to eat them. Um, and that is, you know, definitely. No bueno. Well, I no guess good. at the time period too, they didn't really have like in that type of survival in si like situation. They didn't have like uh, humane ways to. Oh, that's true. Murder no, no, individuals. I mean, Although I'm like, you could just like suffocate them with a pillow, right? Like, why blunt force trauma and be like mm, whack? You know, it's, or it's the Wendigo that's like enjoying yeah, the murder. It's enjoying the know. murder. It's enjoying the the hunt. Taryn Ballou said, if anyone is interested in Wendigos and other native stories, there's an amazing book called Never Whistle at Night. Oh. Oh, I love that title. It's yeah. a great title. Mm -hmm. That is a really good title. Yeah. Well, because it's true. Don't whistle at night. Don't whistle in the graveyard. No. Don't whistle on a stage either. Just don't whistle. Yeah. Just don't whistle. Just don't, don't whistle. whistle. Don't whistle. No need to whistle. Isn't and that's it? an interesting thing because that has connotations all around the world too. Mm -hmm. That that mm -hmm. whistling is is uh, it attracts evil entities. Mm -hmm. um, and I I once heard it explained that um, whistling is the um, the act of an idle person. It means you have nothing else to do. So if you're whistling, you're you're broadcasting that you're open. That you, that you don't have anything to do. That, yeah. And, you know, the idle hands is the devil's playground kind of situation. So to whistle, uh, and that was a very narrow corridor of talk because it was like, why can't you whistle in a graveyard? And I was like, well, because the dead think you're mocking them, for one thing, because you're using your breath to make music. And uh, for another thing, it's an idle act. It's a, a, it's a rude act, you know. Mm -hmm. It's like putting your hands in your pockets. Don't walk around with your hands in your pockets. It's like, is that going to bring a demon? Well, no. But whistling might. <laughs> well, so it does nobody remember the dwarves from Snow White saying whistle while you work? Like, right, there you go. What are they trying to lure us to? <laughs> <laughs> Those dwarves. <laughs> dwarves without hats. or Yeah, dwarves yeah, without dwarves hats. Dwarves without hats. Although they all had, most of them had hats. But they weren't most pointy, though, they so that have. you can see them coming. Enough. What if you play a recording of a whistle? I that's feel like a good that's question. different. Yeah. Although like, it, it, the question is, is the whistle what draws them? The sound is yeah. the sound mm. what draws them. Is it? Yeah. You know, and not the action, but the sound. The sound. Yeah. Like, like, what if you took a massive like PA speaker out in the woods and you whistled live into a microphone to like that broadcast it? Like a bad idea. That sounds like the worst idea ever. Well, <laughs> yeah. and you have all, and then you have cameras. Although, as far as plots around. for a horror movie go, that's yeah. a pretty good one. <laughs> Just goes um, out for a test. On, yeah. That's, <laughs> Luckily, that's, I can't whistle. I'm not a good whistler, so mm. that's never going to fall. Oh, see, there we go. We're yeah. doomed. Good yeah. JT would be the one, though, to get attacked by something in the woods for Ooh, doing no. something stupid. Yes, you would. Um, because no. you, would be you obviously come up with a plan. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like, like, what if? How can you broadcast a whistle across multiple mountains? That's how. That's what I'm thinking. You stand at what the top. 
you stand at the top and whistle down into the valley and that's how you would get no, no, them. No, I mean, I'm talking like big old speaker, but yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I'm coming up with things in my mind now. So yeah, yeah you well, probably get a radio station to maybe broadcast it. Oh, that's a good idea. And everything's <laughs> just going to come and eat you. Oh, man. <laughs> Although they won't know where to go. They're like, ah, ah. it's just a radio. Ah. Yeah. That's wild. That's wild. I think you should maybe let your brain close that one off and put it away. <laughs> I, I actually well, think you know, I, you've got a cabin up in the mountains. You can go and whistle. That's the worst ma- those are it's, the worst woods to do it, though. I'm yeah, telling you. Where, where cabin is? We just talked about this yeah. like two days ago, JT and I did, because we were t- saying we're like, we've been in a lot of woods, and there's just something about those woods around the cabin that just feel weird. We should and do a ghost hunt there. We can absolutely do that. Anytime yeah. you want. Um, oh, yeah. I'm telling you, those woods, there is something in them. And it is I, nothing I want to be a part of. Well, and is- the woods, if you can get away from society and get into the woods, you will find just this never-ending font of mystic energy. Mm-hmm. You just know that you're no longer connected to that paved world. You are now in some natural world. And it's easy to mm-hmm. draw things to you. Uh, you know, because we stink of society. You, you go reek out there and uh, we reek of society. Reek. And these creatures that are bound and determined to protect their cut of the world, they will come for you. They, they, they do not want you there. So, you know, there's, there's a pressure that comes from uh, going into the wilderness. That makes sense. But yeah, it's just, I don't know. Every time we go up there and JT says something stupid about the <laughs> the entities of the wood, I just like mm. hear, uh, my family's very deeply rooted into Appalachia and I just hear all of them in the back of my head like, shut him up. <laughs> shut him up. <laughs> These hollers have things in them. You want <laughs> a moon like- face child? You're going to get a moon face child. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah. I, I don't want to test them in a lot of ways, um, but, you know, it's just like we, we had a, a consensus that it's like when it's dark there, you just always feel like something is watching you. Sure. Always. Mm-hmm. It is unbelievable. And the it's sensation. worth noting the likelihood is, yes, you are being watched by animals. Oh, sure. Regardless. But that sensation, that feeling of being watched, it is it's enough to drive you insane. You know, you, you, that paranoia that comes from the no- yep. knowledge that there's something just outside your sight, just outside your, your ability to recognize it. Yeah, you're, you, you will, your mind goes into overdrive trying right. to identify it, trying to make it. And that's probably where a lot of those monsters come from is just that, you know, I, I turned around and I saw something, you know, duck behind the tree. It's like, well, are you sure it wasn't just like motion blur from your head moving? Are you yeah. sure it wasn't just your imagination? And it doesn't matter at that point. Because once you've entertained the idea, it has form and shape, and there's energy out there going, yeah, I could do that. I could be the shadow behind the tree. Don't you worry. Well, and yeah, and there's, sure, there are bears up there, but those bears are so fat, and all that they want are our trash cans (laughs) most of the time. They aren't looking at me. They're like, how do I get to your peanut butter through that big box that you have around (laughs) your 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 trash can? (laughs) So. but to bring it all back to what we were originally talking about, I think the Wendigo be- is here. Swell. Go get her. Go get her. Go get her. But I think the consensus is 
Oh my oh. god! Why? She just was standing. Why were you lurking? <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord! Say hi to the live stream. Good morning. They can't hear you. Get go, on that mic. Yeah, go talk in the mic. Hop on to Brea. Good morning. They, <laughs> good morning. Good morning. They love your work. Yes. They're very, very pleased Everyone. with it. I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> it was the elf, right? How yeah. dare you? Harm jingles. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know how you're going to sit in this room with jingles after doing this. Do you I, understand I, <laughs> that jingles, jingles is going to be staring you down from the corner? Jingles is, re he has revenge in his heart. Oh, when I put him in the bag, I was like, please don't hurt me. It's just a prank. You know, he'll get behind that. Actually, I think I think he's like, oh, it's a prank. Yeah, all right. So, here's the thing, though. Jingles here knows where you live, and I think Vermilion might uh, end up in a sack as well. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's her cat. <laughs> Vermilion is her cat. Well, uh, but we don't know Jingles', Jingles is limitations. To. We don't. We don't know where he draws the line. He won't kill him. Just a we don't know where he draws all the line. The, all he's going to do is make him extra dizzy. Oh, uh. Verm <laughs> all right. So but, segment number three. Segment number three is. We're going to have a show and tell. Well, it's just Chris because JT couldn't get on top of the roof of this here studio to get my haunted object. But Chris is going to have a uh, show and tell with his haunted and cursed objects. Yes. Um, and they can live here. Oh, cool. cool. I have no use for them. DeVry's like, um, oh, my God. We'll start with this lovely number. So. Why is it in this really <laughs> disturbing package? Because. I had a friend who uh, he he lives in North Carolina. He was working on um, an old plantation, and he came across this item and uh, and he he took it home, and he was like, uh, as soon as I took it home, um, I started getting uh, like peripheral neuropathy in my arm, like really painful and having horrible nightmares, and uh, so he thought he had carpal tunnel syndrome, but he was also like having these terrible, terrible nightmares. And uh, over time, he realized that this item was a, a major component of his nightmares. Oh. And so he said, hey, I would like to send this to you because I can't have it in my house anymore. Um, I believe it is a, uh, a butcher's tool. And I was like, okay. So what he sent me was this saw. Oh, my God. So this saw... <laughs> Um, it, it, it looks like a large knife, but is in fact a butcher's saw. It is for cutting through um, bone when you are cutting meat and, and making uh, bits of meat. The, the, the interesting thing was the plantation that he was working on in North Carolina was a military hospital during the Civil War. It was a makeshift hospital. Oh, that's not a good sign. <laughs> and when the amputations got so heavy, they would break all of their surgical saws and they would go to the butcher shops and they would get the butcher saws and they would use butcher saws to do the amputations. When he sent me this, within a week, he wrote me back and said, my arm's fine. It's all gone. I have full use of my arm. And I said, I think this is an amputation saw. I think this saw was used to amputate uh, limbs and I think you are having some residual effects of someone who had their arm 
sawed off by this lovely tool, which will be prominently displayed here in the studio where Debria so, works alone late at night. So, okay. What? <laughs> so. <laughs> I have a family. You have a family, we know. <laughs> We're here. <laughs> so, my big issue with this is um, the teeth on this here saw are very small in mm -hmm. the scheme of things. Um, could you imagine how long it must have taken to get through the meat, first off, um, and let alone bone? Well, that was just it. Um, so if you look at old amputee saws, they, this, the teeth are very much the same. Um, and it is because you want that fine action. You don't want to have to, like, push large sure. teeth through. So you're doing this instead of this. But I just feel like... Yeah, no, it was terrible. Could you imagine being awake for that? <laughs> Could you? Apparently well, she can. They're like, they're like, butt down on this. You know, it's like, oh my but god. given that I brought this possibly cursed item here, I also brought a protective item. Mm. This is reminding me I should have brought my human bone fragment. It's on my vanity. It's so this um, was at a, an antique store, and when I saw it, I immediately recognized it as um, it's sort of a coconut shell mask. And so I was like, oh, this is kind of your classic mask of the era. But I was not familiar with the daggers through it. And the daggers through it uh, kind of drew my attention, too, because I was like, that's really interesting. You know, what a strange thing. And it, it has kind of, you know, uh, uh, a very old folk art look yeah. to it and um and mask work in uh in in a lot of different spiritualities are about scaring away the the evil mm -hmm. thing or you know uh, uh setting a watch in your home so it's watching but what i found really interesting about this one is that there is a braid oh. with knots in it and i know we've spoken about this before but knots are classic first uh, spell work. Mm -hmm. Tying knots into things is how you bind things and how you, you how you trap things and how you make uh, your your intentions true is by making these binds. And these four daggers that are stabbing through the mask actually create a cage for whatever this is. So there's a good chance that whatever is knotted up inside is being kept inside the mask by these four spikes. So there might be a terrible evil entity inside this uh, cavern. But, hey, the mask is there to scare away any evil ne'er-do-wells who might want to release the demon inside. That's quite interesting. Well, and so coconuts in general um, have traditionally been seen as a protective sort Absolutely. of – Absolutely. Um, measure because they um, have that hard exterior that can just trap whatever it is inside mm -hmm. in the meat. And so a lot of times when you see like diseased palm trees or what? whatever, it was believed that that tree was absorbing whatever the evil, yeah, right. the evil was. And that's why the, yeah. And coconuts are still used in many, many rituals to protect people right. from the uh, parasitic and the opportunistic spirits that might, might attack. Jack-o'-lanterns traditionally um, were used to ward off evil entities because the veil was so thin um, on Halloween and uh, All Hallows' Eve and things like that. People would 
originally radishes and right, turnips, um, turnips yeah. and things like that, which are a lot creepier. They, they are super creepy. Because uh, they do look like little faces, but people would carve these scary faces into these gourds to essentially just scare off things and be like, you don't want to come into this house because I'm ah, scary turnip. Um, right. Scary turnip. Scary turnip. Yes. And so um, if you didn't know, um, that's where jack-o'-lanterns originally yeah. came from. Um, jack-o'-lantern. But – yeah, I completely agree with the knots. Stingy and this jack, looks like right? it's made out of some type of like sweet grass. Sweet grass, yeah. Like... It, so it, it definitely has a lot of hearkening to. Um, it's weird. My hands really hurt. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, the. Uh, there's, <laughs> Super cool. <laughs> the, 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 there's a lot of hearkening to um, uh, Gullah Geechee <laughs> tradition. Uh, yeah, it feels like I got splinters, but I know I didn't. I have enough pain issues. I need this thing to not do anything to me <laughs> in so, life. Real fast, before we move on, before we move yes. on, um, we have some comments here. Monique asks, uh, is this everything from your trunk, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Megan will be so happy that, that I'm not traveling around with a, a, a full cacophony. And this isn't everything. This is just what kind of makes sense to, to carry around. Yeah. Um, I have a little shed full of stupid stuff. That this would look really cool on the wall. I though. think that belongs on the wall. Yeah. Absolutely. Like yeah. And like I said, I think it's a protective thing. I, 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 think I so do too. think that this is a. It's not evil. It's it's. It, I I do believe it is specifically because there's a good chance that this is love. That that what's happening in here is 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 a spell to protect. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, just the fact that it's held to in with four daggers. Um, well, we we could use all the protection we have because yeah. you know jingles. Because uh, well, this. <laughs> oh well, and then there's this. Yeah. Which definitely. Uh, so going going back to that, Eo yeah. Serenity said that's no butter. Uh, that's no butter knife <laughs> for sure. But it would put butter on toast quick. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ashley said was not expecting to start with a literal murder weapon. Uh, yeah. Well, there you go. You know, casual. <laughs> I mean, um, I'm sure it it, it 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 didn't intentionally kill anyone. These are pretty intricate <laughs> knots, too. Um, yes, they are. Angie Fenton said, oh, my word. Monique said, Jingles just got a new weapon. <laughs> Good luck wielding that. Mm-hmm. Don't uh, <laughs> don't uh, think Jingles can't yeah. handle a nice yeah. butcher Ashley knife. Ashley said, yes, please keep that away from Jingles and all the dolls. Um, and uh, EO said... Uh, oh yeah, that is super creepy, and it has a braid. But talking about the mask, yeah, yeah, yep. yep. And uh, Ashley said Chris is no longer allowed to give Maddie a hard time uh, for arming Jingles. He's kind of asking for it at this point. Yeah, well, Jingles already amputated an elf, right, so right, it's right. like this would have made his life a lot easier if you would have given it to him earlier. But you know, and and thank goodness that it was Jingles that did this because if a human being were to do this to a doll, the dolls would truly hate that human being. And really have just a, a, a vicious and angry kind of kind. I mean, anybody if if anybody who did this to a doll is is bound to get yeah. some kind of retribution it's, from the dolls, especially from a doll that and grew its eyes back. Speaking of dolls, <laughs> say hello to. Oh God! <laughs> what? Oh my God! <laughs> Bethany, <laughs> this doll. I hate her. Oh, my God. This doll, I swear, uh, the reason why I, I got her was because when I first saw her, I was like, she's looking right at me. And it was so weird because oftentimes dolls are drawn a scant. 
You know, their eyes are not looking at you. You don't get this eye contact thing. And this one I felt was looking right into my soul. And I was like, that's so weird. And so I was like kind of going around and we got into a conversation. They're like, oh, you know what? That's one of those old Shirley Temple dolls. It's actually worth a lot of money. You know, the, the old Shirley Temple dolls, you know, there was only a limited run of them, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, is it though? Because it's it's made of a strange material. <laughs> Chris's fingers, not Chris's. Not my, not, not my fingers. <laughs> the doll's fingers broke off Just, because I, like I said, it's a strange material. Go get super glue right now. Yeah. I am not okay. testing this doll. <laughs> God. So the interesting thing is, this doll is entirely made of of of, of porcelain. <laughs> and it's so strange because, again, oh, you God. you look at it, all of it. Please don't crack her anymore. You're thinking it, it must be plastic, it, it, but it's not. It is most certainly not. And then on the back of the neck, am I right? Yes. Look. H. P Harry Potter? Harry Potter. <laughs> H. R. Oh. <laughs> um, but it's it's scrawled in. It's going to be Colin after this. <laughs> so, um... I'm going to put this uh, right next to Debria's workstation. No, why? Let, let me see her hand real quick, though. Yeah, yeah. So but let's 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 put her back together. She's scary. She's horrible. She's very scary because she's so normal looking. Oh my god! It creates an an unset. It's uncanny uh, valley. I hate it. Um, and so I asked, my I asked the woman, hurts. uh, you know, about this doll, and she's like, "Oh, oh yeah, I, I bought that doll because it reminded me of my my little girl." I was like, I'm horrified of her, oh, her that's, little girl. Well, it's like, oh, that's that's neat. You know, you thought it reminded you of your little girl. And she's like, yeah, but my little girl hated it. She bought it, brought it home. And the little girl was like, no, not in my house. With good reason. Good um, gracious. So. Might want to put a little on the hand. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so we are now uh, performing surgery on the doll that I just broke. Um, here we are. Yes, and um, Melissa said, no! Oh, God. Um, now <gasps> she's looking uh, right at me. Angie said that uh, that doll made me feel there nauseous just now. She, Monique mm -hmm. said uh, she's rocking that perm. And Melissa said... <laughs> she is rocking that perm. Do y'all hear that weird mic feedback? No. I know. No. Oh, yeah. And Monique said, poor JT, all his equipment is about to start acting a fool. My, this doll makes my chest hurt. I hate this. So um, being very close to this doll is very upsetting. It's very upsetting. Um, I want to say that I do not, we, we have not allowed this doll in my house at all. Um, so it has been living in my shed for a long time. But earlier today, I was asked, hey, do you have any haunted items? I was like, oh, yes, thank God. I need to get this thing as far away from me as possible. So... <clears throat> well, um, Shelby's going to have a great time with her. Um, I hate this so much. You can go live over here with Jingles. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. At Evernorth Health Services... 
We believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. You can be friends. Yeah. She's just going to sit over here and stare at you while you work. It also doesn't help that her head kind of is always at an unnatural tilt. Yeah, there's something about the way her eyes are. I don't know how to explain it. They they're strangely lifelike. They are. Um, you know, and, and like uh, in that way that you're like, you know, I can I can accept doll eyes, but there's something that almost suggests that she really doesn't want to be a doll. I feel like they're gonna roll back in her head, or she's gonna blink any moment. Can you Although- see if those eyes are actually solid, or are they inside the head? Inside the head. Okay, that's a problem. Um, not for me anymore. <laughs> so this doll, though they are not made of the same material at all, this reminds me of the baby doll that my mammal gave me when I was a child that I also hated. Um, that had very lifelike eyes as well, and I'm probably going to ask my mom to find it when we go back for Christmas um, because I always hated it because it was one of those dolls from like the fifties that like you would tilt it back and its eyes would close. Yes. That's actually what this is. Yes. I think the, this thing had eyes that opened and closed. But mine has no hair. <laughs> and, ah. so, and it's wearing clothes because my uh, mammal's family was very poor. And so they would make their own baby doll clothes. Oh. And it's even worse. And so Are you getting a headache? Yes. I'm getting a terrible headache. <laughs> Mm, really? Such a One good more time. item. Yay. So, and this item. Uh, you can't leave. Came from a friend who was, uh, who was <laughs> renting a house downtown, Savannah. And, um, oh, it's big. And they were, oh, it's real big. Yeah. They were pretty sure that it was a prop from a SCAD student film. Um, they were pretty sure that, you know, and it was in, um, I want to say the attic, but it's not an attic. It was, you know, um, the it is an attic, but it's not like an it's attic like you go into. Space. Yeah, it's a yeah. crawl space. Uh, uh, and it was on Gaston Street, and he was like, um, I, "I get these really bad dreams, and uh, I, I I have these terrible, terrible dreams, and every time um, I wake up in the middle of the night, I feel like something is moving up in the uh, crawl space uh, up above me. So I." I Pop my head up into the crawl space one day, and uh, and it was just like this empty rafters and everything. But there was this. This was sitting in the uh, center of the attic space, and when he got it, he looked at it and he's like, "This is you know obviously some homemade you know crap. You know it's not. There's nothing to this, but it made him so so very uneasy." That he brought it to me, and he was like, "What can you tell me about this?" And I'm like, ah, "It's it's a box. Uh, it's weird. It's creepy." Um, Please tell me it's not a Dybbuk box. Well, I can't. So here's the box, and uh, uh, this has also never been in my no, house. No, I'm just nervous. 
You're kidding me. You are. It has wax on it. Yep, it does. <laughs> it's pretty. No. So again, I was not. Ag- I was not against the idea that it was a prop from like a student film. Sure, a lot of work went into it though, um, and it is, it is hastily made. This is not just a box. This is like somebody made this. the The, the handles are not real. They're just like threw it together. Right. So what we have is a a black wooden box with uh, very makeshift uh, handles on the sides. The top is covered in wax, but under the wax are clearly Goetia symbols. Uh, and those of you who do not know Goetia symbols, those are the symbols of demons. Mm-hmm. They are clearly, clearly put on the cover here. And um, I have not gone through the trouble of identifying which sigils are here, but I do recognize them almost immediately. As uh, as Goetian, and uh, if you turn it on its side, so it'll um, so people can see what you're talking about. So okay, perfect. Surprise! And um, it's literally they they didn't miss a crevice of it with with white candle wax. Um, Right. It's obviously to protect. Yeah. There's obviously whatever it was. uh, Yeah, and again, it could be a prop. I'm not even. Uh, I'm not talking uh, of any authenticity of this item. I'm just saying it, how it came to me, what I know about it, uh, and I've had uh, more than one kind of uncomfortable feeling around this. Um, and usually, it's only at night. Like during the daytime, I don't really feel anything from it. But at night, when I'm near it, it does kind of make me uncomfortable. Well, in the just from the color standpoint, this was painted black. Yeah. And yeah, this was obviously wood. Yeah. Uh, just a panel of wood. I don't know. Um, it's possible that they made the box. Right. To be perfectly honest, it looks because I'm looking like at that. big old nails that are unevenly put in. Um, yeah, it's um, it's painted black, which is traditionally you know uh, used to create a protecting barrier. Um, and white candle wax, a lot of times, is usually the universal candle wax, but it's also, it stands for purity, it ten, uh, stands for cleansing. Um, a lot of times you use it in protection magic or to seal something in. And or you, to seal something in, yeah. And um, <laughs> you keep, you put candle wax on things specifically if you want it to stay. Right. And to bind it, yes, essentially. Yes, yes, yes. That is the, the classic use of it and... and and That's to put a lot of candle wax. demon sigils on it would suggest that you are trying to intimidate whatever it is, either coming for it or stuck inside of it. Um, and I'm because I'm colorblind. <laughs> uh, it's red. That's what I was about to say. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> there's, red. There's there's redness in the wax, but I don't think it's the wax. No, I think it's. The dye from the actual symbols, oh, that the makes patches sense. that have bled through. But I'm looking at that spot. Yeah, that's the only one that doesn't have the bleeding of it, um, of the dye, which is quite concerning. I think it's blood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway. Let me see. Not my problem so, anymore. <laughs> so, you know whose problem it is? Debris. <laughs> 
you're kind of not wrong in the way that it does look a little bit like blood. In yeah. the way that the color of the red splotches. All right, so real fast. So Monique said, well, the moment you pulled it out, Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa said, my hand hasn't left my mouth since the doll. Alex said, holy crap, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, open it, party time. God, no. <laughs> you stop it. <laughs> we only take it so if far. If anything, this, this will receive a proper burial yeah. in the near future. Yeah. No, I like it. <laughs> um, Eos Renity said uh, the box has all the red flags. It does, yes. and some red pass. spots. Yeah. Juanita said hard pass. That's concerning. Monique said all the demons inside there just took a tumble. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. Oh my god. Well, it's and been Andy, tumbling for Andy a while. It has. You should. You should. Um, yeah, all of that is concerning. Every single bit of this feels improperly done. Um, it is very, yeah. It, 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 this is, this looks and feels like the act of pure desperation. Yeah. Like someone came across something and was like, how do I deal with it? And they came up with this as the answer. Um, oh, yeah. There you go. There you go. It'll take care of one of the demons. There's only one, two, three, four, six. Five, six. There's only six demons. There's six. Um, and you can't really tell exactly what the sigils fully are, but we can do some little a little digging. But they six for season six. So cool. Oh, you know what? Oh my god, these move. Okay. Yeah. Don't, no. No. Don't take those out. No. 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 <laughs> I was just moving it, and it started coming out. I'm like, ah. Okay. Anyways. Um. This is the most unhinged episode I think we've ever filmed. Truly. They're all very. So, these are not hand drawn sigils, which no. is also concerned. There's which seven. Is... There's seven, actually. There's seven demons. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> There's seven? There's seven. There's one in the center, too. Um, is there something inside of it? I don't know. So, Alex has opened <laughs> What's concerning, too, about this is it looks like somebody went online and printed sigils. And yes, absolutely. Pasted these are, them onto these the are box. like little pieces of paper with sigils on them. Also, what's concerning is the red that scatters amongst it. That literally looks like blood spreading, um, which means that somebody, if that is the case, somebody was binding this to them in some degree, which is even more concerning. Um, like there's specifically this one smear that looks very very much so like blood. Um, I hate everything about this. Um, whoever made this, why did you do that? Um, Again, it could just be because we are we, we, we're, we're in a art school town. Sure. So this could be any number of answers to why this exists and to what degree and for what purpose. But uh, but it does feel bad. Even I if can, it was I, a I can SCAD, that. if it, even if it was like a SCAD project, these this, are real sigils. Yes, it these feels, are uh, go go eat, go et, goetta, goetia, goetia. I always said goetia. It turns out that's wrong. The Latin is goetia, goetia. Oh. The goetia sigils are the sigils 
that identify demons by name. Mm-hmm. So the sigils are So you don't have to say names. the name and invoke them. Um, and you would use them in uh, dark practices. Right. Um, so this is the, the Goatian side or the Goatian side versus the theurgic side. The theurgic side is when you go – and that's why seven is, is troublesome. Right. Because you have seven archangels and seven um, demons that, uh, that match them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, if you've got seven arch demons uh, and they're represented here um, – so someone was was at the very least creating the the idea. <laughs> right. Something that's very concerning about it is that mm. if this was a SCAD project in some degree, um, somebody who very clearly does not know anything about it went online and was like How And just you? did the first thing they could find. Right. <laughs> Which is very concerning. Uh because that's like the last thing you want to do ever. Um there are so many people that are like, oh, I need to make a set that is like a um, like a voodoo ritual or something. Right. And then they go online and they find voodoo rituals and then don't know how they're supposed to be doing it. And so it invokes things that they don't want. Um, There's one in your car. There is. It might be at our house. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Chris, can I go get out of your car? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just take my bag. All right. Um, <laughs> and all you have to do is uh, is try to open one of the front doors. It'll unlock all the doors. Oh, and okay. my ghost kit is in the back behind the driver's seat. Got it. Oh, God. Um, I am getting a headache. All of this is very concerning. And how you didn't die from driving around with this <laughs> is also quite baffling. Maybe it's this bag. Maybe this bag is special. Doesn't seem special. It's special to you. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's weird. I'm now feeling like I'm having a nosebleed, but I, I don't think I am. Mm-hmm. But I've got that sensation, you know, when you've got that cold sensation in your nose, and you're like, something's moving in there. Our set designer's going to quit, y'all. Like, I don't think you... You don't have to tell him. She comes in here every day. You don't have to tell him what it is. You're just... Oh yeah, that no, that's oh, don't nothing. Worry don't that. worry about that. That's that's a shoebox. That's the new uh, Air Satans. Not the Air Satans. <laughs> oh my god. Well, um, this is going to have to also find a platform of some sort uh, because I'm not putting this on the ground. No, don't put it on the ground. Yeah. What happens if you put it on the ground? It, it, so elemental forces uh, derive themselves in the ground. So there's a lot of energy with the ground. So when uh, when something like this, uh, what? I need, uh, Oh, uh, when um, when anything gets back in touch with the ground, they they have full range of power. So you want to elevate it. You want to put it on a pedestal. You want to put it in an attic. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you want to put it in an attic or a high up ground, <laughs> high I above think ground. About that crawl space. You want to get as far away from the ground as possible. See if anything happens. Oh, we could have so used. For all the listeners, so JT just grabbed Chris's um, K2 EMF reader to see. Oh, we should put the rent. Ah. Oh. oh, is that me though? No. Oh, okay. Well, it, it, just, it, it just spiked. <laughs> and it's sitting on. It's sitting on a wooden box. box so, uh, um, that doesn't make sense. 
No, and it's sitting on top of the center sigil, which is even oh, yeah. more concerning. Um, because in theory, if you were positioning all the demons in, um, in a way that they have, you would want to put the most powerful demon in the center. Yes, you would want all the focal to go to the center demon. Oh, and it spiked again. Oh, good. Oh, it did it? Yeah. Yep, it oh, did. Cool. Oh, oh there again. It, yeah. <laughs> we're, 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 oh, oh, yeah, it is yep. spiking. It's not even moving. Nope. We're not cool. even moving, which is so cool. And oh, it's so, spiking. Yep, it is. It's and so fun. I'm really uh, having actually, a good time. Air Satans. Well, that's what Gosh, Chris called them. Okay. <laughs> I was I was explaining that when when uh, you know your your cast and crew come in and, and, yeah. and ask you say oh no that's just a new shoebox the air Satan's. so um so and Jay you were gone when I was mentioning this uh-huh. don't let this sit on the ground do yeah. not put this on the don't ground put it on the ground oh, okay. <laughs> because I know JT so well and this man if I don't tell him don't put this thing on the ground he'll be like mm, I gotta move this to put something up and then he'll put it on the ground well what if I need to uh, like reach something don't stand on it. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> oh man, this is uh. This has been a great day. <laughs> okay, so um. That's great. I love this. You can Merry you can, you can take this us. away. Yeah. Okay. I don't I don't want it this close there. to me. <laughs> You're gonna get put smacked. It, oh yeah, on put that it on apple, the box. apple box next to the scary. It kind of looks like an apple box. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, put it next to the scary um shotgun. Or pellet right. gun or whatever there's, there's it is. The, shot, uh, the rifle and um, and of course yes. the a girl whose eyes are very weird. Yeah, we've just been blessed today. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. I am just unloading a lot of my haunted items. <laughs> um, I might yeah. bring my more dangerous items at some later date. Yeah, please do. Oh, um, cool. All right, so the last segment is the live Q and A. So we're doing a live Q and A. Yeah. So if so y'all have questions away. about Chris's sanity, have at it. Okay, um, go ahead and read the. Uh, you, you can just go ahead and read the questions since you're sitting there. Whenever they, whenever they come through. But since we're bringing all the things, I will bring my bone fragment though. Yeah. Yeah. We'll insert a photo of it. It's pretty creepy. Have I you seen to, it? I need to. Um, more shelves for things. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, we need to. Yeah. Okay, I need yeah, to yeah. get on that. Hold yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Let me see if I can find the bone. Find the bone. So we are doing a Q and A. So anyone who is uh, tuning in right now and has any questions regarding the paranormal, Savannah, um, our preference of uh, places to eat, um, shoe sizes, anything really, or um, what else Chris might be hiding in his car. Yes. Oh no no. Uh, Alex, uh, Alex. I, said, I've, I've emptied my car. <laughs> you've Alex said this is the best segment, and EO Serenity said best season finale. LOL. I'm glad y'all are having so much fun. Yeah, it's awesome. You're having a good time. Heck yeah! All right, send in your questions, y'all. Do 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 do. We'll give you a second. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. The bone that I'm referring to, I found in um, our yard about a year or so ago. Um, we were digging in the yard uh, to do something. I don't even remember what we were doing, but... We'll just say gardening. Yeah, gardening. <laughs> and uh, we were digging, and suddenly JT pulled out um, 
a thing. And he was like, I don't know what this is. What do you think this is? I'm like, oh, my God, that looks like a bone. And so we sent the photo to my cousin, who is a doctor. Um, and he was like, you know, just asked him without giving him any uh, reference to what it could be. He goes, that looks like a fragment of a child's femur. And, and so now it lives on my vanity, but now it's going to come here. Um, All right, we got questions. Yay, okay. Okay, here we go. Um, EO Serenity asks, Chris, what else are you hiding? What else are you hiding? I have so much stupid stuff. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. For So for years, um, since probably starting in like 1996, 1997, People would bring me things or they would ask me to evaluate things or they would just drop things off at my house. And, um, and for a while, I just kind of carried them around either in a trunk or something like that. I, I came up with my own little protections for these items. Um, but I do have what I consider to be more dangerous items that I keep in a trunk. Uh, and it's all locked up, so I don't normally spend any time near or around them. But I'm afraid to put them anywhere else. I'm afraid to to leave them anywhere else, and I certainly don't want to expose anyone to them. That's a very fair point, um, although I think Debria should be exposed to them. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, I, I think that Debria has the kind of spirit that would that would nurture them and, and care for them, and, and they wouldn't hurt you, Debria, so I'll bring them to you, So why and you could just take care of them. <laughs> Why are we becoming the Warren's Haunted Museum all of a sudden? But visit us, junkies or listeners, just anybody. I want to say for years, and only probably in maybe 2016 did a lot of this slow down. But I used to get calls, like at three o'clock in the morning. I'd get calls and be like, "Hey, you got to come to my house. Hey, I need help." Um, I've been called to O House so many times by by students who are just like wigging out over something that was happening in their dorm room. Um, so I've definitely been on the receiving end of Ghostbuster, you know, mentality where it's like, oh, I'll call Chris Susie. It's like, don't call me. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm out of that business. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a- I, and, and, and this is kind of, oh gosh, this is kind of uh, cathartic to me because it's like, yeah, I, I don't need to carry this stuff anymore. I don't really need it anymore. So um, that, that keeps me, Somewhat sane. All right. We got another question. Melissa said, maybe you talked about it before and I've missed it. Is there a significance to seeing feathers in random places all the time? So, yes. Um, Depends on what feathers you are seeing. Um, Because every bird has a different uh, significance to them. A lot of birds are associated with deities and things like that. Um, A lot of birds are certain omens, um, both good and bad. Um, So a lot of times if you're seeing a feather, that is some type of oftentimes an entity trying to get your attention. Um, So if you're seeing crow feathers, a lot of times that's associated with um, uh, Hecate or or even the Morrigan sometimes. Sometimes. And then, um, you know. Even Odin. Yeah, exactly. Um, Or if you see dove feathers, that's oftentimes associated with Aphrodite. Or um, if you see um, just black feathers in general, that's oftentimes a warning um, of something negative coming your way. But we even talked about it earlier in this um, 
broadcast. I don't know which segment, <laughs> but um, it, feathers being a very light thing that spirits can maneuver. Sometimes it's just family or people connected to you.
Well, you're reacting to something on the screen. You're showing this attention and there's a spirit there going, I want that attention. Why can't I have that attention? I know. I'll be like the thing you're paying attention to and then you'll pay attention to me. So um, it's not always the spirit is transmitting through a device as much as it is there might be something there mimicking it. On the other hand, with the advent of the telephone, we've heard time and time again stories about phone calls from the dead. People receiving phone calls and it being either someone who had passed or asking for somebody who had passed on the line, suggesting that electronic waves, telephone, television – all broadcast, not just the electric waves and beacons, but some supernatural element of, of who we are. And I think it's not fully well understood um, how spirits interact with phones, especially because in the scheme of things, this technology is incredibly new. Yeah, very new. And so... <laughs> not even a blip on the radar. Exactly. So it's like, I think a lot of us are still just watching and seeing and noting similarities. Right. right. Um, I am not going to say that it is not possible. Um, but I also think a lot of it is less so spirits coming through the phone or and more so your attention being right. so focused on spirits that it heightens the amount of paranormal activity around you because you're interested in it and you're putting the energy out there that your um that's attractive to and you spirits. hear that a lot even with like a lot of the, a lot of ghost podcasts people who listen to ghost podcasts talk about a market increase in ghostly activity and they they kind of cite listening to the podcast and it's like uh, you're kind of opening the door in your brain and and becoming more aware and open to the idea mm -hmm. that you might have spirits around you um which could be a positive could be a negative yeah. on the spirit. <laughs> I could see us eventually using phones more so as a form of communicating with spirits. I don't, I, yeah, and I less that. conjuring spirits. Um, right. That whole like, um, oh, what is it? Uh, the why am I blanking on it? The movie where the ghost comes through the TV screen, uh, Poltergeist. Poltergeist. Thank right. you. My, my brain just blipped for a second there, but um, it's that same kind of concept where it's um, the TV's kind of the gateway, if you will. I think oh, absolutely. We're you know, starting to see, and that's it's fascinating because I think that that was on that early edge of understanding, like why we have spirit boxes now. Poltergeist was using what people were noting and understanding about frequencies, you know, cause they, they turn it to the channel that isn't receiving a channel and they would get messages through. So for a long time, that white noise channel was a tool that ghost hunters used uh, because they thought that through the static would come, you know, voices and, and even watching the static, they could see right. things. So there is room to suggest that we are, we are still in the infancy of understanding how our electronics affect the paranormal realm so we'll keep you updated if we if we gather any new information right. but if something comes down the wires you'll, yeah. yeah you'll you'll be the first to know but anywho um thank you guys so much for watching today's finale finale yeah <laughs> hey debria did you like your your birthday episode when when i screamed no. in your ears <laughs> 
It was a really good time. We enjoyed doing it for you. Said that she spilled her coffee. Spilled her coffee. She was listening live. She knew it was coming. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, we we do not claim to um, purposely scare our listeners. We are only here to scare um, Maria. I we had to (laughs) we had disclaimer at the beginning. Yeah. I, I I clearly said that if you hear voices or anything strange, it's not it's not, it's not you. for you. It's it, for Jabria. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So enjoy that for yeah. the um. Y'all, the Conjuring episode is going, or the the, the like what we do at the Conjuring house. Is it's gonna, gonna be unhinged. Unhinged. It's gonna be this, but like times ten. I no. feel like the ghosts are also unhinged in that house, and so that's really just gonna add to it. It is gonna add to it. Plus, we're going to have all these great Debria reaction shots. Yeah. We need a, a Debria reaction cam. Mm-hmm. We're going to put a GoPro on you the whole time. Just facing you. Yeah, just facing you so that we don't miss any reactions. Also, real fast, going all the way back before we end this, um, I'm trying to find uh, where they – there it is. The Story Arts Workshop commented – don't limit squonkness to Christmas. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Squonk Year's Day, Saint Valensquonk's Day. Oh, Valensquonk. Squonk Dependence Day, and Hollow Squonk. No, Hollow Squonk. Oh, Hollow Squonk. Mm-hmm. So that was Patrick Young. Yeah, yes. the fourth of Squonk. Yes. Um, yeah. And I just think that uh, I just think that that Valentine's Day and Squonk really goes together. So I Valen think squonks. that's a, a full sure merch. Drop. Well, it needs love. That's like it, its yeah, that's all thing. it wants is love. Yeah, yeah. it just wants you can love. put little hearts in its, it's eyes. It's so pitiful and sad. Yeah, yeah. but it never or gets love. And that's broken hearts in its it. eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, bubbles just hearts. Yeah. Oh, that's good. There's so many ideas. There's so many ideas. I'm hoping to get some uh, some some Squonk. Um, illustrations some from, squant a squantastic para junkies yes send it in send it in y'all um but yeah go ahead and uh, take us out of season five madison and um y'all will see you january 6th january we will start 6th. season sixth and um yeah it's gonna be a fun time y'all mm-hmm. so with that hopefully y'all have a great and uh squantastic uh holiday Whatever it is that you celebrate, if you celebrate at all. Um, And if you don't, have a great rest of your winter until we see you again. Um, And with that, my name is Madison Timmons. I'm Chris Susie. And stay spooky, (laughs) y'all. Happy new squonk.